Hey love, my name is Brittany Pollard and you are now rocking with the Everyday Intentions podcast, your source for real conversation centered around stepping into your personal power one intention at a time. This podcast is all about owning our voice, taking up space, expressing ourselves and moving through life at our own pace. You are invited to the magic. So let's roll. What is up, my beautiful, amazing, prosperous, incredible, wonderful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Intentions Podcast. My name is Brittany Pollard, and here we talk all about change and transformation through small, daily, intentional actions and thoughts. Today on the show, I wanted to come in and talk about the coronavirus, the COVID-19 And just share five self-care tips you can use to really care for yourself and nurture yourself during this time. At the start of the year, and by the start of the year, I mean February. Well, actually, no, like a month ago. So not even the beginning of February, I think mid-February to the end of February, we started hearing about the coronavirus, and a lot of us downplayed it. I know that I'll speak for myself, and I'll say that, you know, first, it was this whole thing going around, like, oh, it's just like the flu, it's just like the flu, and that was the mentality, right? We didn't think that it was that big of a deal, and none of us really took it serious until we started seeing how more and more people started dying, You know, and I know for me, when I started seeing this and especially after I watched a video on Instagram by a woman named Sonia Renee Taylor, she's a social justice activist. (laughs) That's like a tongue twister to say all fast, but she's that she's so she's so much more. She's an author. She's a poet. She's a lot of things, but um, she's someone that I truly respect and I always really listen to her opinion. And she was talking about how with that mentality, right? It's just like the flu mentality. We're so quick to want to generalize and compare things. And, you know, we largely ignore them, right? And we don't check our privilege. And so in listening to that, I realized just how dismissive that whole, it's just like the flu phrase was. And that really hit me because it's even hard to say this because you're looking at the percentage you're looking at the mortality rate the amount of people who die right you're focused on that focus on numbers which coronavirus has coronavirus has blew past uh, the mortality rate for the flu but in looking at that in the beginning you know you're you're looking at a number and you're not looking at an actual person you know, these people who passed away, regardless of what it was, even if it was the flu, you know, if someone passed away because of the flu, that was someone's grandmother, you know, that was someone's mother, someone's father, grandfather, uncle, sister, brother, cousin, whatever you name it, that someone was someone else's everything. And so I felt like a complete shithead for, for even participating in that conversation And allowing myself to go there and have that mentality because it was just so dismissive of that person's experience. And 
not only that, you know, it wasn't being mindful or in tune with those who were at risk the most, those who are who they're saying are at risk the most, which are the elderly and those with compromised immune systems. And, you know, there's just so much that I didn't see as well because I wasn't in close proximity to it, right? Like, I don't, we don't get the flu. And, you know, at the time, all the cases were in China. We live in the United States. So you're not, you're not seeing the effects. So it's easy to dismiss something when it doesn't affect you. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then things changed, right? They changed rapidly and it went from all of a sudden being in China to damn near every single country in the entire world so yes things changed right and in the U.S. here we saw businesses close we saw the sports league shut down and school shut down and that's when it got real for me when the school shut down and they were like you know the kids aren't going to be in school for a couple weeks and then that extended to the kids aren't going back to school until September that was like oh shit this is like really a real thing you know and just seeing beaches closed and parks shut down and then curfews are imposed people are going wild in stores you know, I know that we've all heard about the toilet paper and water thing. People are fighting. It was just like, holy moly, this stuff just hit. You know, it, it was like the schools. Um, and then them shutting down the Las Vegas Strip. I think that got the Nevada peeps attention because I have a lot of half my family's in Las Vegas, too. And so that got a lot of their attention where they were like, holy moly, the whole entire strip shut down. And with the strip, like that's, you know how much money the strip makes a year? So I did look it up because I, I'm nosy and I like to research. <laughs> but the strip per month makes about $55 million a month. And so, yeah, <laughs> for folks to shut stuff down, like it had to be very serious. So it got really real and now we feel it because we're in close proximity to it right and um those who said it wasn't a big deal you know including number 45 are now seeing that it's a big ass deal and for the ones who are still dismissive of it you know like those people <laughs> those spring breakers in florida who are just like you know what i'm finna live my life it's my spring break miss rona ain't about to mess up nothing for me um, yeah, cases came from that too. So there, it's just a lot going on, you know, and it's in our faces. It's in our homeland. It's real. Things are shutting down and there's no way to look around it. And, you know, even more than that, it's just, it's just been a lot of change over the last 25 days, right? It feels like it's only been 25 days. I know that it's been longer, especially with the cases, uh, starting in China since last November, but I'm just saying here at home, as far as things really shifting in a way to really wake us up, um, it's been roughly, you know, just lasted this entire month. 
And I know that this month we started off with about 100 confirmed cases. I think it was when we started March. And at the time I'm recording this, which is on March 26th, we are now at, oh Lord, we are now at 102,000 cases, a little more than that. So, you know, and, and like I said, the mortality rate is much higher and it's just a really weird space to be in. You know, I know that I find that I continue to ask the question of like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> you know, how, how do we keep continuing on with our lives in this very real threat? You know, there's people who still have to go to work. It's business as usual. You know, a lot of people haven't even really been granted the opportunity to just process what's happening. How do we do that? And there's also people who have lost jobs as well. Um, how, how do we be in this space? How do we stay optimistic with this, like really, really in our backyards? How you know, how do, how do we stay safe beyond what the CDC and the World Health Organization recommend? How do we be safe? How do we stay grounded? You know, I've asked these questions. I've prayed over these questions. I've asked my ancestors these questions. Like, how do I show up fully as a mom and someone who is, is blessed to be able to continue to work? How do I how do I learn how to homeschool my kid knowing that he's not going to go back to school until the end of the year? So there's, and, and how do I protect him? You know, there's just like so much going on and it, it makes my head spin. And I know that y'all are with me. <laughs> y'all feel largely what I feel. And so, I, you know, these may be your questions and your questions may extend beyond this. You know, how do I make sure I have basic necessities for my family? There's just a lot of questions and when I took this to my ancestors and I just asked them like, y'all, what do we do? The message I got, well, I actually got two messages. So the first message was focus on what you can control, right? And I think that's what is scary when we're looking at all of these different stats and numbers and we're paying attention to all of these business closures and you know, we're, we're being at home is different. Being quarantined is different, you know, so people are, are really doing their best to adjust to that. But it's like, focus on what we can control within the very real situation that's happening. And then also allow yourself time to grieve what's going on. So Instead of focusing on the outside world and just looking for those distractions, allow yourself to really grieve and process and then focus on what you can actually do. So I put together a list of five things that we can collectively do to create our own little COVID-19 practices. You can call this a wellness kit, call it whatever feels good for you. But I know that each of them are going to be individual, so I'm going to I'm going to share, but tweak it to what feels good for you. You know what this podcast is all about doing what honors and serves you the most. So feel free, full permission to do that. I just want to encourage you to take the time to just really sit and think about each item to determine what's best for you. And I say this because 
I think it's important to have a foundation for us to really work from because if we're focusing on what we're, we can control, then we're able to create sustainable change. So with everyday intentions, it's all about, you know, daily intentions and actions and really fine tuning our lens to the things that we can change and control. So it's the same thing in this situation and any sustainable, long lasting change starts from the inside and it naturally permeates out. I had a guest on the show yesterday and her episode will be out in a few weeks, but you know, she reiterated this. That change only happens when we first decide to change ourselves. And that's the focus I really want to bring us all back to is, you know, I can't control the outside environment as a collective, but I can control what I'm doing with my body, with the four walls that I'm living in, you know, with my family. I can focus on that. You know, I can I can really focus on the foods that I'm eating, the amount of exercise I'm getting. I can focus on, you know, making sure that my environment is clear. I can focus on those things. I can focus on my mindset, how I'm handling this. I can, I can do you, we can do so much more than I think we're giving ourselves credit for. And by us doing those things and then also following the guidelines of the CDC that y'all that's all we can do that is all we can do so if we can really harness our power and really put that into the realistic things that we can do then we're doing the absolute best that we can and I want you to know that So let's get into these self-care tips, hunties, because I know that's why we're all here. (laughs) And once again, just know that this is just me sharing what was on my heart, what was communicated to me. Um, It's not a substitute for coaching or therapy. And if you need more individualized help, I recommend that you consult with an actual professional who can offer those services. Okay, because safety is our priority. Safety is always our number one Um, so please like use this as a foundation and create what feels best for you. If you need additional help beyond that, connect with a professional. All right. So tip number one, allow yourself to grieve and cry. Allow yourself to grieve and cry. And I mean that in the realest way possible because the normalcy we've been accustomed to has shifted drastically drastically over the last several weeks the last several months for some you know people have lost people people have lost jobs money plans future plans you know maybe travel whatever it was there has been a lot of loss and I don't think people are talking about that I think that you've got people talking about, you know, being optimistic and all those things, which is great. But also let's recognize that people are at a fucking loss and people are sad. And a lot of us don't know how to feel because we're holding that down. So I just want to give you full permission to give yourself 
time to cry and process it and be honest about it because there's no shame in that at all. Scream, cry, have a tantrum, have a meltdown and just let all of that stuff out of your system as much as you need to, as much as it comes up, allowing yourself to just let let it out into the world because holding on to grief and sadness physically affects your mind and body, okay? It really actually does. You can read up on the effects of grief on the body and you can see the ways in which it it changes you. Um, I actually recorded a meditation on meeting your grief and allowing yourself to release it. So I'll link that in the show notes for you guys to check out um, because I think that we need to start there before we can do anything else. <laughs> Another place I actually think that we need to start with is acknowledging that this situation is real. You know, there's no hiding from it. There's no turning away from it. We must acknowledge that it's real. And then from that place, we can create a plan. And once we're able to see how this quarantine, unfortunately, is going to be the new normal for who knows how long, then we can accept it and we can learn how to do our best to just be in it. And I don't say that from a place of escapism, but I say that from a place of really like naming the thing a thing, okay? And saying, all right, from here, like this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Here's how I want to do this. I want to be this type of person. I want to use my time in this type of way. I want to have these types of relationships. And, you know, when we acknowledge and accept, then we can make more empowered decisions and reclaim our own self-agency. So I know that I'm taking us on a, a little bit of a ride here, right? Because to me, they all kind of go in the same little home. We acknowledge, we accept, we allow ourselves to grieve. And then from that place, we can make more empowered decisions on how we want to um, focus on what we can do, right? It's, it's those four elements all together. And I think with that, with the acknowledging and the accepting and the grief and the processing, I think that is also important for us to understand that sometimes we're going to be on this high ride where it feels like everything is amazing and things are okay and we're doing better. And then sometimes we're going to wake up and just feel like everything is going to shit. I'm so scared. I'm worried. We're going to have those feelings. And I think it's important to normalize that process and just understand that it's natural to feel all of that, especially because we are in an unnatural time. So we have to learn how to adapt and make adjustments. So that was like a big ass tip. But overall, I want you to make sure that you're you have grace with yourself as you are going through all of this and creating space to express your grief, you know, making sure that you are not trying to escape the situation, but acknowledging it for what it is. And then you can really, really create a clear path to, you know, engage in some true ass self-care. Because it's kind of like, you know, after every giant storm, the skies are so clear 
it's been raining like cats and dogs here in LA. It's it's been like off and on where it will rain a day and then it's sunny a day and it'll rain. But all of that rain when you go out, the sky is so beautiful, so clear. There's white puffy clouds everywhere. I've been calling them like Simpsons clouds because they've just been absolutely gorgeous. But it took that rain, that cleansing to create the space in the sky for us to be able to see that. So your tears are very, very cleansing. They are salt water, just like the ocean. Salt is a very, very, um, salt is healing, right? So allow yourself to process that. All right, so moving on to tip number two, that is all about cleansing your environment. And I mean this in a practical way and then also in an energetic way, decluttering way. Um, Cleaning and sanitizing your home is important because it kills off germs and it prevents the spread. And I was reading upon this and according to the World Health Organization, so when I was crafting this episode, I was really doing my best to find credible um, articles and sources to really share with you all. Um, because there's just a lot of information out there. And for me personally, I'm tuning into the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and then also the WHO, the World Health Organization. So I'm going to just call it the WHO from now on. According to the WHO, the coronavirus can actually survive on surfaces from a matter of hours to a matter of days. So (laughs) if you go on their website, you'll see like it's undetermined. They don't know how long this thing lasts. So some sources say 72 hours, some say weeks. So nobody knows. And that's the scariest part of this virus to begin with. It's like people just don't know. Like even the experts don't know or they're not telling us what they know. So the best thing that we can do is properly cleanse and sanitize our spaces. Like that is law. That is a must. And the who recommends to clean like all of your high touch surfaces. So any type of like counters or tabletops, um, you know, like little knobs around the house, doorknobs, um, any type of uh, fixtures for your sink or your bathroom, um, anything like even cleanse your phones and your keyboards and your computers wipe all of that stuff down because the virus I've also seen now I I need to confirm if this is true I'm not sure so this one do your research on but when it comes to steel or metal surfaces it can live it has a much longer lifespan so when it comes to your phone because we use our phones to do everything to go everywhere, you know, all the things, um, make sure that you're wiping it down and you're cleaning it to get any type of germs off. Um, if you work amongst other people, because, you know, there's people that still got to go to work. There's people at the post office, there's people at the grocery stores, there's people at the gas stations, you know, all the essential stores that are still open. If you work in one of those, just make sure that when you come home, if you can place your clothes, you know, on a laundry basket or something and hop that ass straight in the shower so that you can clean off your body and anything that might have stuck into your clothes or your skin. Um, because I've also read that the virus can live in the fibers of clothing, 
because it can survive on surfaces from, like I said, 72 hours to a matter of weeks. So it can live, it can live on a lot of things. So we just want to make sure that we are cleansing our clothes and then our bodies before we touch or do anything in our homes to just prevent the the surf the affected surface area or potentially affected surface area. So that is cleansing from a sanitation perspective. Um, when it, I also recommend to do like a home clean out, and by that I mean decluttering, reducing the amount of items in your space. I think is good for us in general. Um, this is not just being, you know, in pandemic mode, but this is also something that I started to do, I think like the end of February before all of this blew up, I just had this itch to want to clean out my space. And that's simply because I was paying attention to it from an energetic perspective. Um, the amount of time, annoyance, you know, clutter in my space that it was causing me, I was just like, you know, all of this stuff has got to go. But now seeing that, seeing all that is happening, I can see now how important it is to have less stuff that takes up space in our homes, especially if it's stuff that we don't use or we haven't used in the last several years to let that stuff go so that we can have less stuff to manage too. And we can keep our stuff clean and organized. So yes, clean cleansing your space sanitation wise, also cleansing your space in the form of decluttering so that you also declutter your energy field, you know, it's, it's so important. Okay. It's so important. And when it comes to decluttering, um, don't try to just do it all at once. I mean, hell, if you got the time and you got, well, we, we got time. A lot of us have time now, but if you just put your focus on one section of one room for maybe about 30 minutes a day, that's usually what I was doing that creates change over time, right? That's an intention. That's a small intentional action and step that you can take to start to make space in your home, in your mind, and then also just minimize, you know, more surf surface area that can be touched. Alrighty. So number three, use the internet wisely, my loves. <laughs> so pandemic mode or not, Using the internet wisely is how we protect our energy and how we stay connected and then how we also get information. Most of our information comes from the internet. When you are on the internet and you, you know, you may be looking at what's going on in your community or what's happening, you know, you really want to go to credible sources if you're looking to check facts. And just be aware of how your energy feels when you are looking at things. I would just highly recommend when it comes to looking at updates for the virus to go back to the homies, the CDC and the WHO, and also use the internet to garner information that is going to be helpful and resourceful to you. So I know that our utility companies out here have shut off any suspensions um, people, you know, they're they're in queue to get unemployment benefits. There's schools in our area who are still giving out free food, especially to the children who are out of school. But maybe that's where they were fed. That might have been their meal for the day. So 
There's schools um, giving out food. There's a local farm or a local garden out here who is going to be handing out free fresh food to people um, tomorrow morning at a farmer's market that they're putting on separately. So I would recommend to use the internet as a resource that, yes, keeps you informed and updated because we don't just want to turn away and just pretend like this is not happening. Once again, going back to that acknowledgement of and acceptance of, but then this is part of the creating the plan, right? If you need resources, make sure that you're staying up to date on what's going on and then also looking for resources in your area. And you can be a resource to someone else through the internet. So there may be a family out there or an organization out there who is donating funds to different people. Um, There's an organization out here in Compton um, who just raised funds for 20 families. So, you know, supporting organizations like that and being a resource for other people to receive help, I think is beautiful. It's a beautiful way that the internet brings us together to do that. So checking facts, looking for resources, being of resources, (laughs) resources, being a, being a resource to someone is, you know, very responsible and very informative. Um, And another thing I would recommend is to use the internet to connect, to truly connect with people. Once I finish this podcast, I'm going to connect with a friend of mine and we're just going to have like a virtual happy hour. You know, we're going to have our drinks. We're going to hang out. We're going to connect and talk and, you know, just shoot the shit. And just that's how I'm hanging out with my friends now. And it's important to have that face to face contact with people, Um, you know, just as an aside when it comes to the psychology part of it all. You know, having face-to-face contact actually helps to reduce or or minimize the effects of any type of depression or, you know, anxiety or any type of emotional problems. Um, Having face-to-face contact, from what I've read, allows us to kind of just like reduce the symptoms of that. Not saying that that fits everyone, um, but I can get into that. I can believe that. Um because connection is so important. Connection is everything. Um, we are social beings. So in this time of social distancing, you know, we are getting creative with how we go about that. So find your community, find your friends, schedule your Zoom calls, your FaceTimes, do whatever you need to do over the internet to make sure that you're, you feel connected and, you know, you're in someone's space, you know, and you're just sharing and being vulnerable and, laughing and talking, you know, um, I also want to say that (laughs) I think we should use the internet just to look up funny shit too, because laughter is everything for the soul. I have a friend who sends me like funny memes, a funny meme every single day, and I just love it. So, so many ways to use the internet, but definitely use it to your advantage and don't allow it to take over you and put you in a state of fear because we're already battling so much of that. Woo. All right, y'all, we are making our way down the list. We are now on number four, which is prioritize your physical wellness. Now, putting on my personal trainer hat, I used to be a personal trainer back in the day. Um, 
but physical wellness is very important to me. And I'm more focused on functionality, immunity, prioritizing health. And so I really want to encourage those of you who are listening to do your best to take care of your body. Because in this time of quarantine, we are sitting, we are snacking. I am a snacky McSnack face and (laughs) it's so wild how, you know, struggling with emotional eating was my thing and I haven't dealt with it at all. I mean, I think like a couple months ago, there was a point where I just, I just didn't even feel like eating and I wasn't sick. I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And now, hmm, now Issa is is coming back strong. (laughs) So we're doing the things we are snacking, we're being stagnant and we got to create some type of balance in all of this. And I'm encouraging you to choose what is right for you. I know for me personally, I'm making time to get outside and do some type of exercise. Sometimes I'm going to be honest, it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours. It just depends. But making some time for some movement every single day, regardless of what you do, if it's a home workout, if it is, you know, taking a walk up and down your block if you need to, or doing some jumping jacks, whatever it is, making sure that you are getting those those endorphins moving in your system, making sure that you're doing things that are going to keep your muscles strong and keep your, your bones and your ligaments and your joints strong. You really want to do that and your heart healthy. There's just so many other benefits to making sure that you're physically well. And it's also a mental a mental release too. You know, when we are getting those endorphins in our brains, it de-stresses our brains. So your physical movement is a form of, you know, de-stressing your body in this time of heightened stress. So I highly encourage that. I also highly encourage to be more mindful with the foods that you're consuming. So like I said, I've been a snacky McSnack over the last few weeks and I know that I've also been doing green juices. I've also been doing my best to drink a lot of water. But I also know that I need to replace some of those snacks that I've been eating just with more vegetables. And that's simply because, you know, the nutrients in vegetables, you know, we vegetables and fruits and, you know, all the the things produced from the earth, um, the earth gives us so much that revitalizes our system and protects us from an immune um, point of view, immunity point of view. So really investing time into things that are grown and cultivated of the earth and consuming that is what's going to help us retain this space of health and vitality in this highly stressful environment that we are all in. So that was layered. But at the end of the day, you know, eat, eat, healthier foods because let me tell y'all ain't no shortage of the green foods in the grocery stores okay we may not be able to find no toilet paper we may not be able to find no paper plates we may not be able to find a lot of things no milk 
We may not be able to find that, but let me tell y'all, there is plenty <laughs> of fruits and vegetables, and I thank the Lord for that. Thank the heavens for that. Um, so yes, investing in that. Um, I also want to recommend, from what I have researched as well, with the coronavirus, it starts in your throat, and so it's important to drink warm or or hot liquids. So we've been doing this. We've been drinking hot lemon water in the mornings and before we go to bed. Drinking the warm liquids allows the germs from the virus to wash down into your belly and your stomach acid will kill it off. So if you start to feel any type of stuff in your throat or even before that, just as a preventative measure, warm liquids, teas, lemon water, even just hot water, if you don't have anything else, is going to be very beneficial to you. If you can have any type of soups or, you know, any types of hot foods, also very beneficial for you. So that is your wellness tip. And finally, number five, create a spiritual practice. So once again, like everything else, this is going to look different for different people, depending on your beliefs. Um, the goal of it, though, is to have a space where you can pray or meditate and connect with your spiritual team. So that's your higher self, your guides, your ancestors, God's source, whatever you call it. I call on my ancestors. I have an ancestor altar for them. So I keep them fresh water, fresh flowers. I put some coffee up there for them. And, you know, that is my space to come sit and connect with them. But making a space, you know, whatever your higher power is, making a space to pray and connect not only gives you an opportunity to clear out your mind, but it gives you an opportunity to cultivate faith and trust in that higher power. And there's so much power in prayer. And we often don't realize how powerful our spiritual practices can be because without getting too meta there's just a lot there's a lot going on outside of our physical body that we don't see so prayer and intention are important (laughs) I'm gonna just leave it there (laughs) they're important and with that I want to also encourage meditation And I encourage meditation because that is another way to de-stress our brains and our bodies. And I really want to encourage us to do grounding meditations. It's what's coming to me. um, And that's simply because grounding is what's going to pull us down from that anxiety spinning worry fear panic mode that I know that a lot of us kind of fluctuate in and out of so having a grounding practice um, is going to be like extremely helpful and I will link a meditation a grounding meditation and then I will also create one Um, and when that's created I'll replace the link below but yes grounding for sure in this time is going to allow our bodies to just kind of like settle into the moment and not worry about worry as much about what's going on. So another part of your spiritual practice can also 
be doing something that brings you joy. (laughs) Think about, so joy and creativity are spiritual practices, whether we recognize that or not. You know, when we connect to our intuition and we get into that space of creativity and we just do things just to do, that's a spiritual practice. So finding something that brings you joy and an activity that just sparks sparks that joy in your heart or it brings peace to your soul is going to be another method to really take care of your body in this time. So think about what that could be for you. You know, that could be reading a book. It could be watching a good movie. Um, there's hella Netflix shows popping right now that I need to catch on because my friends talk about them. I've been hearing about this Tiger King that people are super interested in and I haven't listened to it or watched it yet. Um, but that's, that's on the lineup. I personally finally caved and bought Disney plus after holding out on it after however long it's been out. And I've been on that shit. (laughs) watching Disney Plus, also watching Outlander. I love me some Outlander, so I was watching that. And those are the shows that I, well, Outlander too. I just love the creativity of it. And it's just fun to watch because I don't watch a lot of TV. So it's just nice to just um, give myself the space. You know, I think at this time and place, what is weird and it's odd is that For a lot of us, and this is not everyone's situation, I want to repeat again, but a lot of us, there's like this weird void of space where we're now just with ourselves. I don't want to say forced, but we're with ourselves. So we, some of us might need to even figure out what brings us joy and peace because we've been so attuned to like work mode or, you know, functioning at the will of the world. And now that we're in a space of confinement, we have to discover what that is. So I encourage you to think of what that is and do those activities. I always talk about the activities, so many activities, because that is what gives our brains and our bodies that boost of love and excitement and goodness. You know, whatever brings you joy, that's what's good for your soul That's what's good for your energy. It's what's good for your spirit. It's good for your ancestors and your higher power. Like it's just, it's just all good juju all around. So that's it for the five tips. So I'm just going to repeat them again. Allow yourself to grieve and cry. Cleanse your environment. Use the internet wisely. Prioritize your physical wellness and create a spiritual practice. That's it, y'all. We have to take care of ourselves on all fronts. And we have to understand that that means physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And we are all operating in this weirdness, right? This, this new, unfortunate normal. And we're trying to make sense of it all and we're doing our best that we can. But if we can just really focus on what we can control, then that will permeate out into the world. 
So be gentle with yourself. Recognize that no one has been through this before. You know, no one has this figured out. And all we can do is our best to stay updated and informed, but then also take care of ourselves. And we can also be mindful of others and compassionate toward other people in their situation through those same actions and intentions. So if you are struggling, please know that you are not alone and it is not weak to feel grief or to be scared. Lean into the people and the communities that you can trust most and express yourself and spend some time getting to know yourself. And for those of you who have been affected or you have or you know someone who has been affected, I just want to say that I send my absolute love to you and I pray over you. I pray that those who you know who have been affected recover and they're protected. And for those who have transitioned, I just send love to them and uplift them. And I thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Take care.